0: In this episode, I'm going to show you how to eliminate stress as an e-commerce entrepreneur. You're listening to The Liftoff Show, the podcast for ambitious e-commerce entrepreneurs, helping you increase sales, profits, and build a powerhouse brand fast. I'm your host, Austin Lovell, and welcome to the show. Welcome back to The Liftoff Show. And in this episode, we're gonna be talking about something that I think is gonna be very, very interesting. And we're not gonna be talking about growth strategies. We're not gonna be talking about the latest Facebook strategies and creative and how to outperform your competitors with your ads and all that stuff. We're gonna be talking about something that I think it's super, super important and doesn't get enough attention. And we're gonna be talking about stress with e-commerce. And I know there's stress for all different entrepreneurs, there's stress for every type of business owner, there's stress for everyone in in one way or another. And today I just wanted to focus on the stresses of running your own e-commerce store you know scaling up a brand, everything that comes along with that, from you know, inventory to cash flow to making sure that you have a good product, making sure that you're spending profitably in your ad campaigns and everything in between. I just want to share some of my thoughts and some of my experiences when it's come to just dealing with stress and managing it and making sure that it's productive and it doesn't hold you down and it doesn't stop you from growing your store or you know, launching a new product or launching a new brand. And I guess a lot of this stems from uncertainty. I think a lot of the stress that I've experienced when I was launching a new store or even now when I'm trying to build new brands or you know, strategizing about what kind of creative we should do for clients, I guess a lot of the stress comes from uncertainty. It comes from not really knowing if it's gonna work and so, um, or not really knowing sort of the action plan or what's next or what you need to do to go and hit some of your you know audacious goals that you might have for growing your store, whether it's hitting 10K a month in revenue, whether it's hitting 50K, 100K, 200K, a million a month, a million no, a day, whatever it is, whatever your targets are for your brand in your store. I think a lot of stress comes from the uncertainty of knowing how to get there. And it gets overwhelming and you're sort of stuck in this middle point where you've got these big goals, you've got these big targets, but you have no idea how to get there. And every time you think about achieving something like that, it's scary. It's like, how am I going to get to that point? That's ridiculous. That seems so far off and so far fetched and so huge. And then imposter syndrome leaks in and then all of these you know, negative thought patterns you know, come in if you let them. And so I just wanted to talk about obviously dealing with stress and some easy ways you can apply today to start minimizing the stress being an e-commerce entrepreneur, being someone that runs a store or is building their first brand, even if you've never done this before, or maybe it's not your first rodeo and you're scaling up your third, fourth, fifth brand, or maybe you've just been in the space a long time. And I think these tips are going to be super valuable. And some of the methods that I've used over the past couple of months, especially to manage this and make sure that all of your energy is going towards the things that matter the most, rather than stressing about everything that could go wrong. And I think another cause of this stress comes from there There being so many conflicting strategies and opinions online when it comes to e-commerce growth. There's so many different ways to skin the cat, so to speak. There's so many different ways to do things when it comes to growing your e-commerce store, when it comes to setting it up, when it comes to even what platform to use, what payment processes, what ad method, what Facebook strategy. Should you use TikTok or Instagram or Facebook? Or you know what is the platform of choice? Should you use UGC ads? Should you use you know graphics? Should you use animations? Should you use memes? What kind of copy should you write? Should you get AI to write it for you? Should you get a freelancer? Should you get an agency? Should you write it yourself? Should you buy a course? Like there's so many different things and there's so many things that come in from all different angles. And I feel like it's the same for every business. And if I sort of backtrack and look at my journey, and I talked a lot about that in the previous episode in terms of my brand building experience, what happened at the start, the failures I made, the bad brands that I launched, the stores that were extremely unprofitable, and then sort of where we are today. And I started e-commerce thinking everything was super complicated. I'd get overwhelmed because there's so many moving pieces and generally I'm pretty good at grabbing new concepts. But coming into e-commerce, and trying to launch a store, of course, it was like a huge learning curve, trying to learn all these things for the first time and not only wanting to learn them, but I always had this thing in my head where it's not just trying to learn it, but it's trying to master it, trying to do it as best as possible, trying to, if everyone's doing it one way and they're doing it really well, I wanna do it better right off the bat. You know, Instead of gathering this reference experience and developing to that point, I'm like, how about I just skip all that? How about I skip all of this trial and error and just shortcut straight to the good stuff Obviously, it's going to take a lot more work, but I feel like that seems more logical to me. You know, if you can be one step ahead, then it's going to help when you launch a store or launch a brand or a product or a new ad campaign or a bit of creative. So I guess a lot of the stress or a lot of the, you know, the the negative emotions I had when building a store, and a lot of frustration Comes from not knowing what to do, from not knowing the direction to take things. If buying the course that you're thinking about is the best thing to do, or whether running your campaigns at fifty dollars fifty dollars a day or hundred dollar a day, running as a CBO or ABO, you know, going ahead and making video ads yourself or getting an agency to do it. There's so many questions to ask yourself. There's so many ways that you can take things, and I think it can be very, very overwhelming because there's a lot of stress, and you. Almost all of the time, I feel feel like you're missing something. You feel like there's something that you haven't seen out there. That feels like there's that one YouTube video, one course, or one consultant or agency that you absolutely need to talk to or learn from. Otherwise, you're going to be missing out. Otherwise, you're going to be missing out on you know the growth. You're going to be missing out on making sales, and that's going to be the be all end all. And I think what I've realized is the fact that it's still super early on in my journey. Like I'm <laughs> in the whole scheme of things, I know absolutely nothing, and I think that's the most exciting part about it. But what I've sort of found from my own experience is that there are so many ways to do things as I said and that all of these strategies and methods that you see online they can work and they can get great results and I think what leads to this overwhelm and this stress and this unnecessary negative emotion is by just thinking that, oh, I've got to do this. Okay, there's a new strategy. I've got to do that. Uh, oh no, I've got to build the brand in this way. Oh no, I've got to use conversion rate optimization to set up my store like this. I have to work with an agency because Bob from the internet told me that I need to work with this agency and like all of these things. And then all of this noise and all this stimuli from all these different directions, you get confused, you get overwhelmed and then you start resenting the process of building a store. You start resenting the process of creating brands or you know launching new products or new creative. And I, I definitely feel that when you're trying to launch something and then it gets to the point where you were so excited about it at the start. You were so keen, so keen to jump in. And then as soon as you start, you feel like you're just bombarded with all of this stuff. And then all of a sudden, that huge high, that excitement of building something comes crashing down, spiraling down until you just don't want to do it anymore. And it wasn't by any fault of your own. It was purely because there was all of this noise and you were listening to it and trying to figure out and decode what the best stuff to listen to is. And it just gets overwhelming. And so here are a few of the things that I've come to realize over my very short journey in e-commerce, and I want to break it down into three key areas. I'm going to talk about the creative side, talk about the ad buying side, and the store optimization side. I think these are three key areas. You know, we could talk about brand building, community building, you know, order fulfillment, all of those different things. Team building, there's so many different areas and we'll go into those in future episodes. But I think these are the most prudent for me right now because I'm thinking about these daily. I'm thinking about these three pieces because in terms of like the growth funnel and terms of like the growth strategy, the ad creative, the ad buying and the conversion rate of the store are probably the three most important elements when it comes to paid traffic and profitably bringing in new sales for your store. So a few things that I've come to realize or I continue to tell myself when I get overwhelmed or maybe it's a new idea and then I start thinking about the idea and I, you know, go down this rabbit hole of thinking, oh, but these people have built these huge brands in, you know, 12 months. Like they built a hundred million dollar brand in, you know, three days. And like there's all these ridiculous success stories. And you sort of get pulled into that and sucked into that, get into the comparison side of things. And then it's just, it's a bad rabbit hole to go down to, especially with e-commerce where there's so many huge brands, so many huge and amazing people that do incredible stuff with building brands, launching stores, hugely profitable stuff. You see all these case studies, you see all these people posting screenshots of their results and what they've built. And then you just get stuck in this bad headspace where you think, like, is it even worth it? You know, am I gonna gonna be able to do that? Like, that's ridiculous. This person's made 200K this week. Like, how am I meant to get to that level? This person's done 15K this month. How am I meant to get to that level? I have no idea. And it overwhelms you because first of all, you're excited, you were ready, you were good to go, you were focused. And then all this stuff comes in, you get overwhelmed and then it's a bit too much. So the three areas going into each of these, what I like to tell myself, When it comes to creative, is create content and create ads that are what people are already consuming. So if it's native style content, people are on these platforms to consume content, to consume relatable, funny, humorous, engaging, eye catching content. They're not there to consume ads. So when it comes to creating our own ads, I'm trying to keep it simple. And instead of overwhelming myself with all of the different options and types of creative to make, I say to myself create what people are already consuming. Then when it comes to ad buying, this is a big one. Every second video on YouTube about e-commerce growth is a new Facebook ad strategy or a new TikTok ad strategy or a new way to get more sales on Instagram. And all of these different methods, it gets really, really overwhelming. I think if there's any piece of the puzzle that's most overwhelming when it comes to e-commerce, especially dropshipping or early stage brand building, is understanding what the best way to do things on Facebook is. And so whenever I get overwhelmed and whenever I'm looking at these strategies and thinking, what should we do? And I know this was a huge one for me towards the latter parts of last year because we're being exposed to all of our clients running ads in different ways. And we were seeing like, they're using this strategy and then they're using that strategy. And I thought, well, what's the best way to do things? Do we need to do a combination of all these? And they were using like six different campaigns and some had more than that and all these different ad sets. It was just this huge mess. And so when it comes to ad, Buying now. What I tell myself, if you're getting stressed, if your son's get worked up, and you're trying to figure out like this is too much to handle, I basically say to myself, just give the platforms liquidity. And I said this in a previous episode: is that Facebook is an extremely, extremely smart machine, and so it's got all these data points on every single person. I think the numbers well north of 200 data points on every single user of Facebook. And so when you try and constrain the algorithm, when you have this amazing machine, and then you you decide to restrict it. And then you sort of put a limiter on it and you say, no, nope, I only want you to do this. And then you start putting all these constraints on it. All of a sudden, the machine is working against itself, trying to get results for you. But realistically, you've been shooting yourself in the foot by imposing all of these restrictions on it, like choosing manual placements instead of automatic placements, or by deciding these ridiculous ad structures and ad budgeting systems with your campaigns and, you know, choosing different objectives when your main goal is to get sales and you end up choosing like a reach objective. And then it's like Facebook Facebook's trying to figure out, what do you actually want? Do you want sales? or Do you want me to get eyeballs on this? And then it's just this big mess. So what I always say to myself to keep it simple when you're getting stressed, when you're getting overwhelmed with ad buying and running ads for your brand, I say, give the platforms liquidity. When it has an option for it to do it by itself and give it an automatic option, let it do that. Let it do its thing and stop trying to impose more restrictions on it. And then the next one, when it comes to store optimization, this is a big one because you wanna have this really beautiful brand, this incredible website that people can go to and they think this is amazing. Like, I love the look of it. It's so aesthetically pleasing, it works, you know, these product pictures look incredible and I used to overcomplicate. I'd have these advanced pages with all these different plugins and pop-ups and all this random stuff. And so now when I'm getting overwhelmed with store optimization and when I'm getting overwhelmed with optimizing it, Now, all I think about is making it easier for the customer. Make it easier for the customer to do what they want to do, which is learn more about the product and then buy it if they want to. And so everything else becomes a distraction. If it doesn't suit that mission of making it easier for the customer and making their customer journey so smooth and effortless, then why is it even on there? What benefit or value is having this extra chunk of text on your product page doing. Like if the customers are never reading it, the customers aren't getting value from it, but you have it there because you think I need to have this there. You know, it's a, it's just this really cool paragraph. It's well written. You know, I had a copywriter do it. And I think this is amazing. If it's not helping the customer, if it's not making their life easier and it's not telling them what they need to hear, then just get rid of it. It doesn't need to be there. If you've got these, all these additional pages on your store and No one's ever looking at them and it's just overcomplicating things and just make it easier for the customer and get rid of them. Get rid of the mess, make it simple. And so those are the three things that when I'm thinking about e-commerce growth, the three ways to eliminate that stress, to get rid of it. When you start feeling overwhelmed, when you start feeling like there's too much to do, when you start feeling like, I have no idea what I'm doing, which is me most of the time as well. And so when it comes to creative, I'll just reiterate these, create what people are already consuming, create native ads, ones that don't look like ads, ones that look like they were posted by a friend, a family member, a spouse, you know, anyone. And when it comes to ad buying, give the platforms liquidity, let them do what they do best. And then the last one, when it comes to store optimization is make it easier for the customer. And I guess the next big piece is goal setting. And you probably have targets for your brand, whether it's hitting a certain monthly revenue number, whether it's impacting a certain number of people or having a certain number of customers or building your email list to a certain size or whatever that metric is that you're going towards, that key goal, that target. I've found that the best way to reduce stress and overwhelm from looking all of these huge success stories of brands growing so, so fast First of all is just to close out the noise. Like if it's on a social media platform that you keep getting sucked into and seeing all these success stories, if it doesn't motivate you and when you look at it, you actually feel a bit depleted and a bit disheartened because you're like, wow, that's incredible. But I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can get to that level. What I would recommend is just get rid of the platform. Like if you've got Instagram on your phone, just delete the app. You don't have to delete your account, just delete the app. Or if you keep subscribing to this certain industry publication or newsletter that has these incredible success stories, but every time you see it, you just realize like how far away from that point you are and it just really unmotivates you then unsubscribe from that you probably don't need you don't need that (laughs) you want to feel super confident in what you're doing it doesn't mean you put yourselves in this bubble and you ignore everything that's out there but when it comes to this stuff you've got to give yourself the mental headspace and bandwidth to do what you do best and build that store and build that brand and focus on that rather than getting distracted by all of these success stories that cause you to question what you're doing in the first place that cause you to question if the way that you're doing things is the right way to do it. I've definitely fallen into this trap over and over and over again, because you think you're over it, but then all of a sudden you see these success stories, you try and change your mentality, and that's what I've done now. And I've really tried to adjust the way I look at those results. And when someone shares a success story, rather than going, wow, that's amazing, but I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can get to that level, that's that's crazy. Now I'm sort of reframing it, thinking that's amazing. Like that's inspiration, that's motivation, showing that another person has been able to do incredible things by building a store and doing it the right way. Or when this brand goes from zero to 100 mil in 12 months, it's like that's amazing. Like what can I learn from them? What what have they done that has helped them on that journey? Was there a certain mentality or approach that has assisted them to get to that point? And instead of getting overwhelmed by that, using that as fuel and using that to motivate you every day to keep it going to stay on the path to keep building a store, to keep promoting products, to keep building that brand and doing everything that goes on behind the scenes to make your brand ultra successful. So how to actually set goals. And this has been an interesting one for me over the past week, especially, I think it was yesterday and the day before, I was really starting to reflect on the goals, the targets for the brands that we're gonna launch and also for crafted as a business. And so this is really hot in my mind right now. It's at the forefront, what I'm thinking about. And when it comes to goals, there was a really cool concept that I heard from a guy called Ozan Varol. He's a rocket scientist. He wrote a book called Think Like a Rocket Scientist. He has an awesome... Weekly newsletter, and he talks about different things in terms of ways of approaching problems, way of thinking about, you know, finding solutions to big problems, or mental models that you can use to solve problems and you know build businesses and that kind of stuff. And one of his recent emails was about the concept of backcasting. So everyone forecasts, they look at the past. Then they look at, okay, well, there's a trend here, and they sort of extrapolate into the future. And they think, okay, if the results were here, it's moving up, that's what it's gonna be in the future. And so use the past to predict the future. Backcasting is doing the complete opposite. It's grabbing your goals, your targets, and they're obviously in the future. It's then going ahead and thinking, "Well, what happened, what needs to happen in the past to make sure that those happen? What needs to happen today for me to go ahead and achieve that goal in 12 months, 2 years, 6 months time?" And so, using the concept of backcasting, it sort of fits into this very simple and easy to follow process. Number 1, you have to establish your ideal situation. So, we're not going to go into goals yet. We're going to go, "What is your ideal situation for the brand?" Is it Getting to 50K a month and having a team of two people and you don't have to work on the brand, you can just focus on creating content. Or is it scaling to a million a month and then selling to Procter & Gamble? Like what is the end game and what is the ideal situation for your brand? And even more specifically and on a more personal level, what is your ideal situation as a person? You know, Outside of your brand in your store, because I'm sure you built a brand or a store to fulfill this need to share a message or to sell a certain type of product, to spread your passion, to make money or whatever that goal is and ever you got into e-commerce in the first place, what is your ideal situation as a person? And then what is your ideal situation as a person? What is your ideal situation for the brand? You've got these now. And then the next step is to go ahead and set those goals. So you've got that dream situation. It could be, you know, 50 years, 60 years in the future. It could be right at the end of your life. It could be in 10 years time, whatever that dream situation is that you want to reach and obviously describe it in very vivid detail, you know, really blueprint out what your life looks like at that point in time. And then from there, you've got to set those goals. So now that you know what it's going to look like, what targets do you have to hit for that ideal situation to be fulfilled? Is it a certain monthly revenue number? Is it a certain number of customers? Is it a certain number of products or a certain number of brands that you run? Is it a certain, you know, whatever that metric is, then you want to go ahead and set those targets. When you're setting targets, don't just say, you know, I want to do a million a month. You've got to set a million a month and then you've got to set a time frame. You've got to set a deadline for you to hit that target. And then even if you do that, if you skip this next step, it's not going to happen. If you If you skip this next part, which is the most important part of the process, backcasting, if you don't do this, just having the one million a month number and setting a deadline doesn't mean it's going to happen. It's not going to happen. I've done it time and time again. And if you're someone that can set a goal and then not create an action plan to actually get the goal done, but then you just happen to achieve the goal anyway, like kudos to you because that's not normal most of the time from what I've seen. So the next part after you've painted that ideal situation. You know what your business, your brand, and what your ideal situation is in life. And then from there, you wanna go ahead, break it down and say, what are the actual goals? Like, what are the tangible things? If I wanna hit that ideal situation, what monthly revenue number do I need to hit? What do those targets look like? And then from there, you wanna use backcasting to break down what you need to do to achieve those goals. So instead of saying, okay, my goal is to hit a million a month in monthly revenue, what do you actually need to do to hit that? What is the next thing before that that you have to do? Not what is the first thing you have to do? We're going back one step at a time. And so as you go up like stairs, you go one step at a time. So here we wanna go backwards one step at a time. So if your goal is to hit a million a month in revenue, well to hit a million a month in revenue, Maybe there's a certain thing that you have to do before that. Maybe it's you have to spend a certain number on ads because you know your average ROAS and your average cost per purchase warrants you spending a certain number on ads in order to hit that metric. So maybe if you have to hit a million per month in revenue and that's your target, well, then to get to that point, maybe you have to spend you know 300K a month on ads. Maybe you know that that's you know, what your, your numbers look like. And so you know that that's your target. In order to hit a million a month in revenue, you need to be spending 300K a month on ads. Well, to be spending 300K a month on ads, what do you actually need for that to happen? Skip the top bit. Now we're just focusing one step at a time. What do you need to do to hit that number? Well, if you wanna to get to 300, well, maybe you need to start spending 100K a month profitably, you know, at a certain ROAS level to feel confident that you can get to 300K a month. And then, okay, well, if you have to spend 100K a month at a certain ROAS that you've decided, maybe it's 100K a month at a four ROAS, well, what do you need to do to get there? Well, to get there, You might need to hire an agency, or maybe you need to start running the ads a different way, or maybe you need to create new creative every single month. And so, okay, you go back to that next step. I need new creative every single month to scale my campaigns. Well, what's the next step back from there? You might decide that you've got to learn how to make the creative. You've got to learn how to make it yourself. And so that would be the next step. Well, if you've got to learn how to make the creative, What's the next step back from that? You've got to find someone that can teach you how to make those video ads. What's the next step from that? Looking at content online to see who's teaching that kind of content. Looking one step back is deciding like, why do you need to use video ads? Maybe there's a different marketing method, but you've decided that video ads are the most effective for you. Before that, could be researching different methods of advertising. Before that, it could be developing, you know, all these things, we're going step by step backwards. Then once you have that list, that's gonna be a list of exactly the steps you need to take in order to hit that big target at the end that's gonna fulfill that ideal situation. So now that you've got that goal, you've backcasted, you've got the step-by-step, now you've got your plan. Now you know what you need to do. Now you can set deadlines for every one of those steps so you can keep yourself accountable, you can keep yourself on track. And of course, there's gonna be intricacies and little sub-steps at each step in the process. So if you're researching different things to find what the most profitable method of advertising is, maybe that's a step on your list, well then inside of that, you might say, look at YouTube videos. You might say, look for courses. You might say, hire a consultant. Whatever those steps are for you to learn more about that and fulfill that step and complete it, you're obviously gonna write those down as well because you then wanna have that bulletproof start to finish. Like this is the journey. This is the roadmap to hit the goal. And it's very, very surprising how effective this is because you start overwhelmed. You start frantic about like, what am I going to do? You start feeling like down on yourself because you think, This is a ridiculous target. How am I going to hit that? Like other people are doing it. So how do I even do that? Well, as soon as you complete this exercise, and I find the most therapeutic way to do it is to write it all down. Don't type it out. Write it down first. Get it out of your brain, onto a piece of paper, onto a whiteboard, write it down. Because writing it down, there's something so... I don't know, it's therapeutic. It's so you know, great about writing something down, pen on paper. So write it all down. And then from there, you can transform it to digital. You can reorder it, that kind of stuff. But I did this a few days ago for Crafted when I was blueprinting out, okay, what is all of this? What is the ideal situation? Then what's the goals from there? Then using backcasting to plot it all out. Before I did that, I was overwhelmed. I was like, we've got the podcast going on. We've got you know the agency clients. We've got you know more content that I want to produce. We then want to launch our own brands. Like There's a lot of stuff going on. And so as soon as I blueprinted it out step-by-step and took 20, 30 minutes to do this exercise, all of a sudden I just felt this like immense sense of clarity and calmness. Like I wasn't frantic anymore. I wasn't moving at hundred miles an hour. I felt like, okay, I've got my plan. I know what I need to do. And now I'm just going to go ahead and execute it. I'm going to zone out all of the other noise. I'm going to ignore all of the amazing case studies out there and all the amazing people doing great things and building their brands and all these success stories. I'm just going to, you know, not focus on those. I'm going to focus on my step-by-step plan that I need to do in order to hit that target. And so I hope you got loads of value out of this episode and you can take the backcasting method and you can go ahead and just eliminate the stress and do a bit of a stress audit and see what is causing you stress inside of your e-commerce brand and store. What is it? Is it not knowing your goals and your targets, what you're moving towards? Is it not knowing how to run ads or do it the right way or optimize your site or create winning video ads? Whatever it is, just go ahead, simplify it, focus on what's most important and use the backcasting method to set a simple step-by-step action plan in order to hit your targets. It's going to save you so much mental headspace and you're going to Be so much happier and more relaxed because you're not stressed about hitting these targets and they're not having a blueprint to get there. And that brings us to the end of this episode. And if you're interested in simplifying your approach when it comes to creating new ads, launching new ad campaigns, and optimizing your site to get the very best results, then I've just released a three video mini course for free on our website where you can learn how to create high converting video ads using a super simple, easy to follow approach. You can learn how to run very high converting ads campaigns by just taking it back to basics and giving Facebook liquidity. And I'll walk you through how to do that. And then also by optimizing your site and making it easy for the customer. So it's a three-part video mini series, and I definitely recommend checking it out if you do want to scale your e-commerce brand faster. So if you're overwhelmed by all of the different strategies and you're just not sure what to do next, just to simplify things and get things on the right track for profitable, sustainable growth, then check it out. The link will be in the show notes. So you can also head to www.choosecrafted.com forward slash free dash course. That's www.choosecrafted.com or one word forward slash free dash course. And then you can go ahead and gain access to the free mini course. You're going to get loads of value out of it. I put it together just to simplify the whole approach to those three key growth areas. And the reason I put it out there, it's not just like some cookie cutter filler content just to, you know, put it out there. The reason that I made it is because I genuinely want to help people help ambitious e-commerce entrepreneurs increase their sales and profits and build a powerhouse brand fast. That's the mission of the podcast. It's a mission of crafted. That's what we're all about here. And so I've really made it my mission over the next few months and years to give away the best information that I have, the best stuff that I can find for free. You know, just to put it out there, give it to you so you can use it and not face those same issues, so you can scale with more clarity, you can scale more profitably and have more sales with your brand without all of the added stress, without all of the feast and famine months going from high to low and then all of the sales just going all over the place just to keep things simple. So definitely recommend checking that out. Appreciate you tuning in for this episode and I'll see you in the next one.